Dogon mandi khalat sama khulwit Yai ki samu sinyum Yama dogon mandi khalat sama khulwit Ki samu sinyum Amu nyulu laifai Yai dang samu sinyum nguni khali
that's a lovely track from El Diabete, an artist from Senegal putting West Africa on the map with his beautiful song, song sang in Walla for Mama Africa, Jerijev. Thank you very much, my brother, El Diabete. Hello, lovely audience. Another gorgeous day. And I would want to say that I would welcome you to another episode of the Dr. Beth's podcast. I'm your soul sister, Dr. Beth. And I always tell you that let love guide you, not fear. I'm your sister working for Africa. Lovely audience, I am so appreciative of the fact that you downloading my podcast, you sharing. I mean, that's how we do it. That's the spirit of Africans. And I'm very much appreciative of that fact. And I just want to say thank you very much. Lovely audience, you also asked me to continue with our series on the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. With joy, I say no problem at all. The questions and answers segment would come in our next episode. You know, for this episode, we're going to focus on the African continental free trade area, the role of agriculture, the role of agriculture, sustainable agriculture. Yes, so um, all those who would, would want us to continue with the Q&A session of the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, um, you know how we do it. Um, I would like you to send me an email, okay? Send me an email um, using this address um, for the benefits of those who have joined this podcast. I'll give the email address again for sending of the questions for the next episode which will be the questions and answers for on the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. I'm so excited that you have so much interest in this particular, you know, um, topic concerning the African Continental Free Trade Area. That shows that we as Africans, we are very much prepared to trade amongst ourselves and not just trade amongst ourselves, we are ready to embrace the African continental free trade area for it to come into full force. The email address to send the questions again is s-t-r-a-t-e-i-n-t-m-a-r-k-s at gmail.com. Let me take the email address again for sending the questions um, that will be addressed in the next episode. The email address again is s-t-r-a-t-e-i-n-t-m-a-r-k-s at gmail.com. As I rightly said, today's podcast will be focusing on African continental free trade area, the role of sustainable agriculture. Today's edition of the Dr. Beth's podcast is brought to us by kind courtesy of Jumia Global. Jumia 
is the number one e-commerce platform in Great Africa, raising young millionaires by using Jumia to trade within the continent. Jumia operates an online marketplace integrated with logistics services and a payment system. Jumia is currently present in 11 countries in Great Africa, including Egypt, Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa, Uganda, Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria, Senegal, and Ivory Coast. Jumia, the number one e-commerce platform for Africans. And I would like to also thank the Strategic Afrocentric Markets Team and Afrocentric Business Consortium. They are proudly connected with the Dr. Beds podcast and we really, really appreciate their support of the work that we're doing for Mama Africa. As I rightly said earlier on, today's podcast is focusing on African continental free trade area, the role of sustainable agriculture. The subject of sustainable agriculture in Great Africa is at the center of everything in terms of Great Africa's thrive. If we, as a people, want to thrive, we need to focus more on sustainable agriculture. As the old cliche goes, a hungry man is an angry man. So we must take absolute control of our food source and supply. Very important. It is very important because, you see, in this world, he who controls the narrative source of food and water controls the world. So if we want to control our world, then we must be self-sufficient in terms of food supply to our own people. And thanks to the creator of the universe... 60% of arable land is found in Great Africa. So we have no business to be called or, you know, pointed at as a hungry continent. Because we are capable, more than capable, of feeding ourselves and also sending even some to others on other continents to help them in this era of food shortage everywhere. You see, remember, lovely audience, food has been a weapon against the good people of the great continent of Africa. And we shouldn't let this continue because that is going to really hurt us and it would make nonsense of even our agenda 2063. Because if we, as a people, we cannot feed ourselves, then what else more can we do? So food security is very crucial. 
you know, we've been told that we, we need to, you know, um, get rid of our own seedlings. Seedlings that our ancestors have grown for all these centuries, century upon century. We have been told that we should do away with these organic seedlings and cultivate something else that has been created in a laboratory. My brothers and sisters, come to think of it. Someone comes to tell you, do away with your organic seedlings and then rather come for seedlings. They are going to give you seedlings. And at the end of the day, if those seedlings are given to you, what happens during the next plantation? It means you would have to go back to them for seedlings. That is it. You would have to go back. So always there is this dependency syndrome, which becomes a cycle. And that gives outsiders the power to call the shots. So if they want you to, you know, kowtow, they just have to just tell you that we are not going to give you seedlings for the next plantation. What happens? That goes against us. So then it means that our people are going to starve to death because they're not going to give us the seedlings for us to cultivate. So why don't we want to depend on ourselves? We have to look inward. Always look inward, great people of the great continent. We've got to look inward first because, you know, people out there, they are also looking inward. They take care of theirs first. You remember the onset of the Ukraine and uh, Russian war. What happened? They said, you know, these people are people who do not have, you know, African trace, I would say. Let me paraphrase. They have blue eyes and they have blue eyes and they have blonde hair. Because we that we don't have blue eyes and blue and then blonde hair is like we don't matter. So we, we've got to also, you know, look inward because now in this world it is a war of survival every race is doing its very best to survive what are we also doing melanated people for our own survival we've got to put things in place especially in terms of agriculture sustainable agriculture to make sure that we also take care of our own because all others are taking care of theirs. How about us? I don't blame them for doing things for their survival. But the question is, what are we also doing, melanated people, what are we doing for our own survival in terms of our food, in terms of our medicine, in terms of our very survival, what are we doing? And you should always know that 
you know, if those seedlings are given to you always, then you always have to also kowtow. So, you know, why blame our leaders when they are kowtowing? Because they don't want the citizenry to also go hungry. So whatever thing they would want them to do, their hands are tied. So they just do it. And at the end of the day, it goes against all of us. So let us take control of our own destiny. You know, because at the end of the day, he who controls the narrative, food and water, controls the world. So we've got to control our own source of food, our own source of water, our own source of medication, medicine. In the, in the olden days, they used, they used herbs to cure themselves. Now we talk about all other, you know, chemical, you know, uh, medicine that is giving us other issues. Cancer and all that. Gone are the days. It was unheard of on the continent of Great Africa. But then we take all these synthetic stuff into us, ignoring our organic stuff that would benefit us as a people. So it's about time we take our destiny into our own hands. Very important. We should grow our own food as individuals, as groups, communities. And you know, fortunately for us, in most African countries, custody of land is in the hands of traditional authorities and families. So if we're to say that the youth should go into agriculture, you know, the land they would say we don't have but then you don't need to buy the land yourself if you don't have the land. You could organize yourselves in groups and go to your traditional leaders and tell them that you would want to lease land or even you would, you would want land to grow food for the people in the community. There is no way they could say no. So if the youth are saying we have no jobs, we have nothing to do, we're waiting for the government, remember that the government is not going to provide jobs for all of you. You've got to take your destiny into your own hands. In this world, there are three things that you know you cannot live without. Food, water, shelter. So if you have food, your own source of food, you take control of your destiny. If you don't have your own source of food, then it means that you would have to spend even more money. Even though you are not employed, you still have to eat. Everyone has to eat because it's for your very survival. Since the land is not in the hands of the government and in most of the African countries, land is in the hands of traditional authorities and families, it's about time that the youth of Africa rise, not in a negative way, but in a positive way, come together. I would want to see youth from maybe Southern Africa, who they say they don't have land, teaming up with maybe youth from Western part of Africa, and acquiring land from, you know, traditional authorities or from families and coming together 
to grow food for the people of the continent. I would want to see that. I would want to see that sort of movement moving in a very massive way to produce loads of food for the good people of Great Africa. And also the fortunate thing for Great Africa is that we have the youthful population in the world. That is a great resource for Great Africa. The youth should make agriculture swag on the continent. Let me repeat that. The youth of Great Africa make agriculture swag. Gone are the days they would tell you that if you want to be poor, then you go into agriculture. That is a subliminal programming. It's part of the narrative. The youth must start to organize themselves. See their traditional authorities and families to start massive agriculture. This is a revolution to feed great Africa. Don't sit down for someone to come and tell you that. You know, you don't have to go into agriculture. You've got to pick your certificate and go looking for a job that is not in existence. So at the end of the day, you go round and round and round the rocket rock, the, rock, the rascal rocket rock, and you have no job. You tend to be very frustrated. And frustrated people do very silly things sometimes. So this drive of sustainable agriculture is the way to go. Youth of Africa, youth of great Africa, embrace this move because it is the driver of our industrialization this is going to feed the industrialization drive if we say we want the food sector in great africa to thrive we've got to grow our own food our own organic food and you see with this, it opens the, the, the sector, you know, for that of service as well. Because if we're able to grow more food, then we would be able to send food to places that has what? Excess capacity to places that do not have, you know, the capacity to grow more. Probably because of the, um, the, the quality of the land. And those... You know, people from those countries that their land is also not very good for growing crops also have something else that we could share amongst ourselves. That is why the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement is a very good instrument to prosper the whole continent of Great Africa. Someone may ask, Dr. Beth, but you said we should go into agriculture, but we don't have fertilizer. Ukraine and Russia, they supply the chunk of fertilizers and uh, the fightings and there, there are no supplies of the fertilizer you do not need those synthetic fertilizer Tr trust me our ancestors never used synthetic fertilizers but they had very good yield
Why is it so? You know, what happened to our waste? What happened to our waste? Can't we turn it into organic fertilizer? You know, there's this data that came from um, Accra, Ghana. That was um, last year. And it, the data had it that, you know, Ghana, Ghana's waste, I mean, total waste put together, it's 7.1 million tons a year waste, okay? And out of, out of that, 51.58% of Ghana's waste is organic. So you see, we really do not need, we really do not need those synthetic fertilizers. It's just a framing, you know, they, they, they did a good job. They did a good job to really change the narrative, hold the narrative, and then we consume it and take it as a gospel truth. They've, they've done a good job. For that one, they have it. They've done a good job. But it's about time for us to wake up. Wake up and use our organic way of doing things. Organic way of growing our own crops. Organic way of fishing. Organic way of farming. Organic way of doing things that, you know, could put food on our tables that wouldn't give us diseases, you know. Diseases that, you know, were not, you know, something that we could even talk of on the great African continent. But now, those diseases are with us because of the kind of things that we put into our system, the kind of food that we eat. That has led to all these problems. Most of the, the health problems that we have, that is the root cause. So, we should start feeding our populace with organic food, organic meat organic food would go a long way to helping us in terms of our health for us to even live long to do mighty things for mama africa so it's time for the youth of africa to grow more plant more farm all the animals the excess capacity, we would have somewhere to take it to. We would feed our industries. It would also boom the private you know, sector in a massive way. The service sector will also open up. Transportation will open up. Logistic services will open up. Professional services will also open up. Financial services, construction services, come to think of it. Energy services, communication investment e-commerce will all spring up and will all boom and many of our youth who do not have jobs to do would have jobs to do there'll be no need to get onto any rickety boat to say you are going to europe to look for jobs that are not even in existence because even now the the um, russian ukraine war all those refugees you know in europe and the west what have you 
they're trying to take the jobs to give to them anyway. So you see, they're taking care of their own survival. What are we also doing for our survival? It is now a survival race. So we should also do things positive to help us to take care of our own selves. Let's start looking inwards. There's nothing wrong with looking inward. Because after you've, you're satisfied, then you could also think about your neighbor. Because even the good book tells us, love your neighbor as yourself. You don't hate yourself and then go and love your neighbor. That's an error. It is an error. So my lovely audience, if you fail to recognize and understand this basic fact, then that's going to be an issue. So I would want to see the youth of Africa roll up their sleeves, get their hands dirty to make sustainable agriculture in great Africa swag again. So the slogan is make sustainable agriculture in Africa swag again. That should be the slogan for the youth of Africa. And that will be our sure bet. A sure bet to realize all the sustainable goals, you know, the United Nations talks about. There, it will also lead us to the realization of our agenda 2063 of the African Union. So let us really wake up and smell the Kawamoka coffee, you know. Great people, let's wake up and smell the Kawamoka coffee. Let us sustain our lives with sustainable agriculture. Let us trade more amongst ourselves to strengthen our various economies. Because if nothing at all, COVID-19 has taught us a bitter lesson. The Russian-Ukraine war has also taught us bitter lessons. So it's about time that we eat what we grow and grow what we eat in a sustainable way. Let us try to create some sort of continental food you know, chain supply management system. It is a way forward. To take care of the issue of um, post-harvest losses. You know, the system must be, you know, in such a way that it is led by the private sector and not the government. The private sector should lead this process. You know, we do have great IT, you know, young men and women of the great African continent we could come up with a system after we've grown a lot of food and we have excess capacities elsewhere. We know how to, you know, synchronize everything to be to the benefit of all of us as Africans. You know, this system could have various levels. OK, we could have the continental level, country level, regional or provincial level, you know, the district level, county level, community level. So with this system, 
in place, we would know where there is excess capacity and where there are what shortages to bring about a balance. And we'll know which industries we should feed with what products, agricultural products, which industries need what, at what time, at what particular time. We just get into the system, hook onto the system, and everything would be there. And that is how we are going to make the continent a better place. Martin Luther King said that, and I quote, I have a dream. I have a dream. Now the dream is over. In the words of Dr. Beth, I have a plan. The plan is to prosper great Africa in a sustainable way that will let us live in harmony with nature, making Mama Africa proud. So youth of Africa, let us be bold. Wake up and let love guide us, not fear. Because fear is the greatest vampire of energy. Do not entertain the fear. Organize yourselves. Go to your various leaders, traditional authorities, families. Organize yourselves and get into sustainable agriculture. That is the way forward. That is the sure bet that you never go wrong. So my lovely audience, let's take the bull by its horns and make agriculture, sustainable agriculture in Great Africa, swag again. I would like to say a very big thank you to you, lovely audience, for joining me today on today's edition of the Dr. Beth's podcast that focused on African continental free trade area, the role of sustainable agriculture. Today's podcast was brought to us by kind courtesy of Jumia Global. Jumia is the number one e-commerce platform in Great Africa, raising young millionaires by using their platform. Jumia operates an online marketplace integrated with logistics services and a payment system. Jumia is currently present in 11 African countries, which includes Egypt, Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, South Africa, Uganda, Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria, Senegal, and Ivory Coast. Jumia, your number one e-commerce platform in Africa. And I'd also want to say a very big thank you to Strategic Afrocentric Markets Team, an Afrocentric business consortium. I'd like to say thank you so much once again for joining me. And always remember, let love guide you, not fear. Make agriculture, sustainable agriculture, swag again. I love you all, especially you. We sign out with our brother from Senegal, El Diabede. Bye-bye.